I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. G'day, it is Thursday afternoon, November the 12th. You are listening to the COB. I'm Andrew Gagan, joined by Scuddy. Scuddy, great to be here now after a couple of frantic days on the market. Bit of a readjustment today. Yeah, a bit of a healthy pause after what's been a pretty hectic rally. And Andrew, fantastic to finally be doing a podcast with you first and foremost. Uh, hopefully the first of many to go. Um, yeah, but markets are you know, really a change of you know, scene to what we've been used to over the past week or so. Uh, a bit of profit taking moving in, primarily in those cyclical areas that have had a really strong bounce over the, uh, the course this week following that uh, Pfizer news on the vaccine that we received on, uh, on Tuesday morning our time. So not a bad, uh, not a bad effort uh, no, so far this week, but a little bit of profit taking today. Yeah, so what's the view then as far as growth stocks are concerned? Because they, they have been uh, sold off the last couple of days. But of course, people are saying, well, this is not over. COVID is not over yet. Therefore, there's still plenty to play, certainly as far as tech stocks are concerned. Yeah, absolutely. You look at some of those uh, figures coming out of uh, United States and Europe when it comes to cases and, uh, and hospitalizations, which I think is the more important metric, uh, given the, uh, the, the stresses that can go and develop there. And uh, there's pandemic is certainly not over by any stretch. So um, it's really interesting to go and see what's happening with those um, with the tech stocks at the moment. Of course, they're back in vogue uh, today. We saw that yesterday as well. We've been a before indicator for what happened on Wall Street. Um, but I think what it comes down to, uh, to tech stocks is you have to go and change the nexus, what's been driving them. So uh, we know that uh, no, increased uh, no, uh, customer usage, stay at home, uh, and bond yields, uh, risk-free rates have been completely rock bottom for a long period of time and hitting uh, no new record lows by the, uh, the month, it seemed. So when you look at that in, uh, in general context, until you actually start seeing uh, nominal yields, real yields starting to go and pick up to uh, no, slightly more elevated levels than right now, it's hard to see that thematic of growth stocks you know, coming under any enormous pressure for, uh, for the time being. Okay, so it's a question of where we're looking at some of the opportunities. Now, some of those stocks that have been hit hardest by that vaccine announcement. Uh, are they underpriced? Because there are a couple that we're perhaps looking at, we've looked at today, just as far as Appen and also Fisher and Paykel Healthcare. Yeah, it's, uh, look, it's really interesting. Once again, it comes back to those valuations, and uh, particularly when uh, you don't have any uh, no earnings of, uh, of note, it's all about uh, the prospects for uh, what lies ahead. Uh, you're going to be buying dreams, and a lot of that uh, it comes down to when uh, what happens with those risk-free rates and uh, no, the cost of money, essentially. Um, Fisher & Pike was an industry one. Uh, the healthcare space has obviously got uh, some pretty strong uh, tailwinds when it comes to demographics uh, and the like. So one to go and keep an eye on, but uh, certainly it's, uh, it's too early to go and say realistically as to how long this uh, no, rotation can go and last for, if indeed it actually will continue. 
because uh, as we pointed out, uh, there's some pretty troubling signs when it comes to near-term aspects about that virus. Yeah, interesting too, because I mentioned Appen there, that's come off 15% or so just in the last week. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, 15%. You go and look at uh, the moving uh, in 10-year bond yields here in Australia and uh, probably in the United States as well, you want to go and throw that into the mix. And I dare say that uh, the percentage move in yields in those uh, particular jurisdictions are probably around the same mark. All right, now we also heard from Grain Corp today. Now, obviously, they've benefited because we've seen the end of the drought and some good yields coming through. Absolutely. So uh, one of the good news stories that we've had this year is the uh, end of the drought here on the, uh, the Australian East Coast. Uh, lots of areas getting lots of rain, hopefully not too much rain during harvest of the winter crops that's, uh, that's currently underway. Certainly providing some, uh, some tailwinds for, uh, for Grain Corp. You know, a nice little seven cent final dividend uh, now being paid to shareholders. That's uh, been rare as hen's teeth in recent years, given the other uh, conditions. Uh, the one interesting thing I found from the interview was uh, I had to go and ask about these, uh, these trade tensions between Australia and, uh, and China, uh, obviously right at the, uh, the nexus of, of that particular dispute, this company. So uh, it was interesting to see what the, uh, the chief executive you know, played a straight bat to it, as you would probably expect under, under the circumstances. But uh, nonetheless, uh, he made the point that uh, it sells to 55 uh, different markets, I think he said. Mm. So uh, good diversification, uh, good growing conditions. So some, uh, some happy shareholders out there. Yeah, and, and at the same time, he makes the point that Australian grain prices are really competitive at the moment, which obviously helps them. Absolutely. That said, though, uh, share price down half a percent today. Yeah, it was an interesting reaction. I, I must say, when I, uh, I was on air when uh, the market just started opening up today, uh, and it flew out of the blocks. It was up you know, in the vicinity of 7% plus, and then just slowly as the day progressed, those gains are whittled away and then eventually closed lower. All right, and uh, in terms of uh, debuts, high pages making its ASX debut today, how have the investors taken that? Yeah, high pages, uh, I think it listed at 245. I think it closed, what, at 248? I think uh, when I saw it when I last looked at the other screen. So it looks like it was a pretty well-priced IPO based on what the market movements have been on this first day of trading. Um, I actually know the High Pages team, not personally, but uh, I met them yonks ago, like probably three, four, five years ago, um, over drinks, and uh, I should have asked to go and get on their float. I think they've, uh, <laughs> they've made a pretty penny today, but uh, it, took, it combines two things that we know that Australians love, and that's property and technology. So uh, you need some traders out there. Uh, obviously, it's an application you can go and use to go and do that. So uh, exciting days in the uh, IPO front, uh, and one of those uh, rarities that we've, mm. I've got to say, of late at uh, an IPO that's uh, no, debuted and not had a big uh, no, decline on that first day of trading. Yeah, in fact, dare I say it, uh, Scuddy, it's actually ended up down one cent, which is just over one percent. Oh, it's still, in my opinion, that's a fairly priced IPO. The market uh, works. Okay, let's take a look at the stock of the day. Now, West Farmers holding its AGM. It actually uh, finished uh, down today, just over uh, one and a third percent. But obviously, it's being encouraged uh, during the pandemic, we've seen those the growth in those those stores, um, Bunnings and uh, Office Works in particular, as people working from home. Absolutely, and uh, catch as well. Um, I can say, that, uh, put my hand up, that uh, I was guilty of doing a bit of home shopping as well. My uh, nice uh, yellow runners, you can go and see. But uh, <laughs> I'm running home from the office here. Um, we're a purchase of catch, uh, you know, a few months back. But uh, yeah, certainly some pretty uh, strong tailwinds. Uh, lots of uh, no enthusiasm for that, uh, that stock has been really given some strong tailwinds from this, uh, this pandemic period. Uh, the question though is consolidation and can the, uh, no, those growth rates be kept at anywhere near the same levels uh, moving forward, particularly in light of uh, probably, hopefully, fingers crossed, at some point next year, we're gonna have more of a choice where we go and spend our money. Uh, this year, we've only really been able to go and do it in a lot of instances of just spending it on goods rather than services going away and the like. 
So we'll see how it fares next year, but uh, it certainly has had a, a pretty stellar run so far in 2020. Yeah, now we discussed this on the call today, Kylie hosting, and uh, we heard from uh, Henry Jennings from uh, Marcus Today and also Carl Capalinga from uh, Think Marcus, what they think of West Farmers. These guys, you know, they've got great management, they've got a great balance sheet, they've got a number of businesses that are very exposed, not just to the COVID lockdowns, which we've seen with, with office works, etc., but also just to the general economy as well. And I, and I think, you know, it, it's still, it's looking pretty toppy at the moment. Um, it's had a good run today. So, um, yeah, maybe wait a little while and let things settle down. But they, that was some, some good numbers today, that's for sure. Uh, in terms of um, you know valuations, it's not uh, not the cheapest stock out there. So you know multiples are sort of mid to high twenties, and earnings growth is sort of you know high single digits. So uh, I wouldn't say it's the cheapest stock, but it's it's going to you know I think it's always got a place in your in your longer term sort of self managed super fund portfolios. It's going to be a steady stable performer. It's got a pretty good dividend yield. It's fully frank. So um, you know we we like it. We've um, we've been buyers of West Farmers for quite some time now. So just checking my notes, with the, we've had a buy since 11th of August, and I think we're happy to to stick with that for now. And that was Carl Capalingo on his take on West Farmers, which he maintains a buy on. And uh, Scotty, in fact, I should correct myself there. West Farmers ending up 2.7% uh, higher. Oh well, first time for everything. So uh, <laughs> don't <laughs> yes. worry, don't worry about mistakes. I make them all the time. All right. Okay. So what can we expect? Uh, tomorrow on the data front? Yeah, look, uh, I think tonight there's, uh, there's a panel. Uh, so there's an ECB uh, no, a conference that takes place. It used to be in the hills uh, of Sintra in Portugal. So a lovely backdrop uh, that this to I know going to get a lot of attention. But this year it's, of course, virtual. So uh, ECB's uh, Christine Lagarde. I know we've also got Bank of England's Andrew Bailey. And we also have uh, Jay Powell from the Federal Reserve speaking. Now, I'm not really sure what uh, Central Bank is going to go and say beyond what's already been said this year. Uh, apart from the fact that well, we're going to continue to go and print lots of fresh digital uh, cash to go and try and support markets for the time being and over to you governments to go and do the rest. But uh, that's going to be uh, something that markets will pay close attention to. We also have the uh, US jobless claims out tonight, which uh, still gets a lot of attention, still showing that uh, no, initial jobless claims, so first time claimants, still at levels that are way above anything that we're seeing uh, in recent history, uh, including during the GFC. So whilst the, uh, the US economy is still healing, uh, certainly a, a long way to go before it's back to normal. And of course, given that virus case count, there's always the threat that we'll start seeing a reversal and maybe a, a double dip recession on the cards. Okay, and just uh, pointing to what we can look forward to and who we can listen from tomorrow on Ausbiz, uh, Marcus Padley is going to be joining us, of course, from uh, Marcus today for his take on uh, what's going on in the markets. Uh, also, a couple of uh, CEOs, uh, Kyung Chan, from Ausmake, uh, that's the online platform out with its uh, Q1 results. And uh, Chad Townsend, the founder of Cronulla Beer. That sounds like a good one. Yeah, <laughs> looking forward to that, uh, former Sharks player. Absolutely, so looking forward to it. I know that I won't be here unfortunately tomorrow, but uh, we also have the, uh, the last call, which is always fun. So I'm sure you'll be partaking in that, having a couple of drinks after work and chewing the fat on what's been another really dramatic week. But uh, yeah, it's uh, another busy day coming up. No rest for the wicked. And uh, we'll see whether this rotation uh, rally that we're seeing uh, you know, can re reassert itself or whether the other uh, movements we saw today might be the start of another trend. Yep, so join us again tomorrow. No better way to finish the trading week on a Friday. But uh, as far as the COB is concerned, that's it. Thanks for joining us. Cheers, Andrew. Take care, everyone.